Thank you, choir, for the beautiful music. And thank you, Heisi, uh, for leading inspirational praise. And all staff members uh, participated in the worship uh, today. So that's great. You guys are cool today. <laughs> Very good. So let us hear the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 9. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Gospel story always has implication, not only for individual personally, but, but for the church, for the society, for the humanity. It has implications. So when we hear uh, the gospel stories, we have to always remember that it has a social significance. Uh, at the same time, it has a personal significance and also spiritual significance. Uh, as you see in today's scripture, uh, the Corinthian church was divided. There were people who followed Paul, and there were people who followed Apollos. Paul and Apollos were leaders in the Corinthian community. Paul was the one who uh, founded uh, the Corinthian community. And Apollos came later, but uh, he, had, uh, he was very eloquent and he had charismatic influence on people. And Paul and Apollos never had problem uh, with each other. They were not divided at all, but people were divided. People used Paul and Apollos for their own personal agenda and to take, uh, to control, to take control of the community. I mean, they were fervent. They were religious. Uh, they thought that they were good believers, but in Paul's eyes, they were like infants. They are not mature Christians. Uh, I mean, there are some people who really are religious and all that, but in Paul's eyes, uh, they look uh, just uh, infants. So Paul saw this as a very immature attitude, and he said this, I fed you with milk, not solid food for you, because you're not ready for solid food. Even now, you're still not ready. For you're still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? 
divisive attitude is a spiritually immature attitude. A spiritually mature person always tries to build and bring unity, even though it may not be only sole purpose, but they try their best to bring unity wherever they go. You know, church is a place where all kinds of people gather together. Politically, we have uh, very different views. Every one of you has probably has a different political color. And culturally, people are very different. There are some Koreans and they're non-Koreans. Uh, others, a first generation, second generation, Korean speaking, English speaking, or uh, different uh, 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 hobbies and uh, different interests. And economically and financially, some are uh, well-to-do and others are not uh, doing so uh, well. And we have a, a newborn baby like Ellen, uh, uh, who was born uh, last week, Byungjin uh, and Judy's daughter, to a 98-year-old lady who's in a nursing home, which I've, uh, whom I visited uh, a few weeks ago. And she told me, Reverend, why don't I die? <laughs> I mean, whenever I visit her, she said, why don't I die? I mean, she's very, like, sharp and everything, but she doesn't want to live any longer uh, because always she's in nursing home, and she said, why don't I die? So from the infant to the very old person, the church is diverse. If church consists of spiritually immature people who can only drink milk, the church will be divided and many people will get hurt. And we saw that as a historical example of Korean community in the early immigrant life. They fought so much with each other and so many people got hurt in the middle of it. We'll have to be spiritually, we will have to spiritually grow to bring unity and harmony in the church. Trying to make everybody like me is not the way to bring unity and harmony. If you have enough influence and power, you may achieve uniformity, but that's not unity. Uniformity are not, is not un unity. If you have power enough, you can have a small group and build some kind of uniformity, think alike, uh, do things uh, together. But that is not uh, unity. Unity is possible only when there is diversity. Unity without diversity is not unity. Unity is possible only when there is diversity. Harmony is possible only when there are different notes. When you sing unison, you cannot always, you cannot, you can never bring harmony. So, unity is a very different picture from uniformity. St. Paul knew very well this diverse character of community. 
And this is what he said in the same letter. We didn't read it today, but in the same letter he said in chapter 12, indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. It's not just one member. And diverse people are in the community. St. Paul said that you have no right to tell another member that you don't belong here. In other words, cliqueishness. Paul does not like that kind of attitude. All the racism and uh, uh, sexism, all they go uh, together. You know, whenever there's a problem, uh, people tell immigrants, go home, go back to your own uh, country. I mean, they were born here. They lived all their lives, and they, uh, often they say, go home. So that kind of attitude, God, uh, Paul does not allow. This is what uh, St. Paul said. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you because you don't look like I. Nor, again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. That's not right thing to do in the Christian community or in our society. In larger global community, that's not something that you ought to say to each other. We all belong to this earth. We all belong here. We are all different, but we are one. That is miracle. We are all different, but we are one. Everyone is welcomed. This is what St. Paul said. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it, it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. When you look at all the red, our varieties, that belongs to human beings, all of us. We are all different. But unity belongs to God, the Spirit, the Lord. So all the uh, blue letter. So uh, we may be all different. But God is the same. We have to understand this very basic composition of the church. We are all different, and that is the face of the church. Don't try to coerce each other to be like you. Accept, allow each other to be the way, to be the person they authentically are. That's what Christian community is all about. We don't achieve oneness by coercing other people to be like me. We achieve oneness only by valuing each other, each person, and value each person's gift and what each person can bring to the community. When we start valuing that, then unity becomes reality. St. Paul recognized this very well when he said, I only planted the church and Apollos watered it. So who cares if I planted it? And who cares if Apollos watered it? We are nobody. We are nothing. But it is God 
who brings growth. Look at that. I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the strength. My friends, power divides. Love unites. Power by its nature divides. When power rules, there's always powerful, the powerless, the haves and have-nots, the rich and the poor, white and black. When the power works and rules, it divides. But when love works and when love rules, it unites. Whenever you try to build a community with power, there will be division. Whether it's a personal power or moral power or even spiritual power, religious power, when power starts ruling the community, the community divides. But when the love rules the community, it brings unity. When you plant a church with love and sacrifice, the church will grow with the help of God. Growth comes from God. What we do is nothing. That itself will not bring growth. When we serve with hum humility and love, God will use us to bring growth. And then I, under I realized this truth. I can never bring unity. We can never bring unity. I only humbly serve. Only God brings unity. Unity is God's gift for all of us. Recognizing that we serve each other with love and humility. And what does that love look like? What does that love look like? It looks like this. Very simple. Let me tell you. St. Paul said, But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member. That's a secret. Give greater honor to the inferior number, a member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. That is what love looks like. If you truly have love, you always honor and lift up the one who is inferior, the one who is Broken. That's what love looks like. You don't just honor the powerful. You don't just honor the uh, uh, popular ones. You honor the inferior member. That's what love looks like. That's a very different from the teaching and message of this world. When you build a church with love, this you will be able to see. That is a sign 
of a community, whether that community is built by love or power. When, that, when you see the community that is built by love, you will see the members appreciating and honoring the inferior members. And I do believe that this applies to the global community too. We have to honor those countries. We have to honor those people who are oppressed, suppressed, rejected because of their lack of power. We don't conquer them. We don't, we don't trample upon them. We give greater honor to the inferior member of the global community. That's what Paul's teaching is all about. The country that is run by power will divide and ultimately collapse. That's what history tells us. Any country that is run only by power will divide and collapse, decline. Even though it is the empire, there will be a decline of the empire. But the country that is run by love, justice, and compassion will unite and grow. That's what we believe. That's what we Christians believe. Together, we stand. Whenever I look at Korea, that's the only country that is divided politically in every way. I hope that there is some kind of unity. And when I look at the global community right now, every day I get saddened. Every day I read newspaper news, I get saddened because we are fragmented. This whole world is divided, fragmented into pieces. Everybody's so hungry for power, for conquering. We have to restore love, justice, and compassion so that we can create the kingdom of God. God may build the kingdom of God. That's what I pray. May God's rule come. May God's kingdom may come. We human beings repent of our sins of greed and let God of compassion rule. Then unity will be reality. Let us sing together.